Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 64. I am your host, Carter E. We are running through regional and state playoffs today. There's really no ands, ifs, or buts about that. I think, imagine most listeners probably probably expected that at this point. Um, got a lot to talk about, including uh, two Carson play-in games. Uh, last night, we are taping this Tuesday morning uh, in a new location. On location, a new location. Um, so we'll talk about that. Kind of preview the road to a potential state berth for both the Douglas High boys and girls basketball teams. Uh, of course, going to talk about some of those state wrestling results from this past weekend in Winnemucca as well. Um, but before we go any further, I would like to thank today's title sponsor. That is Play It Again Sports. It is Play It Again Sports is the best place to go for all your new and gently used sporting equipment needs. Played Against Sports is located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center. Check them out today or online at www.playedagainsports.com. Jeff, you know we don't usually start with a whole lot of Carson basketball, but I think that's where I'm going to start just given those games were last night. Um, I'm going to start with the, the girls game, actually, because a uh, very interesting finish. I know it was just, just me, myself, and I out there, um, but let me see if I can paint this scene for you. Galena's up 45-40. to 40 with like a minute and six seconds left to go in the game. I don't remember if it, it must have been, a, I think Carson missed a shot and Galena got the rebound. And as the uh, Galena girl who got the rebound turns to throw it, Tiffany O'Day, Galena's head coach, calls a timeout. Or so the ref blows the whistle. But she throws that ball right to Lauren Finnerty and Lauren Finnerty lays it up which would have made it 45-42. But instead, they grant the timeout 45-40. Galena hits its next four free throws and pretty much ices it at 49-40. It was a very close call. I I didn't have a great angle on, like, timing-wise um, because the, the pass happened right in front of me and the Galena bench was, was on the far end of the floor. But, man, <laughs> it might have been one of the best timeout calls of the year as far as uh, the way it changes uh, – win probability or, or whatever because 45-42 is a whole lot different than 47-40 um, with a minute to go there but all in all it was a it was a pretty competitive game um, for two teams that had seen each other twice already this season Galena had taken both meetings by 12 points uh, obviously they just won Monday by eight so they will advance to take on undefeated number one Reno at Reno uh, on Wednesday but for Carson, a solid first half from uh, Dahlia Keating. She had eight points in the opening half, along with Lauren Finnerty seven, um, to really kind of help propel Carson. And then, of course, the centers kind of ended up relying on on Finnerty for the most part through the second half. She was uh, outside of Michaela Rabideau hitting a three-pointer. Finnerty was the only one to hit a field goal for the center girls in the second half. Um, they led 34-33 at the end of the third quarter, but Galena outscored them 16-7 in the final quarter in order to advance. Uh, so Carson girls wrap up the season, I believe, with a 1-18 record and winless in Class 5A play there. But uh, a good way, good game to finish on. I was going to say a good way to finish, but a good game to finish on there. And obviously a team with only one senior, so lots of returning talent 
coming back next year as far as just freshmen and sophomores. So we'll see what, what they can do next season. Uh, the Carson boys season also came to a close last night against Galena. Another, another tightly contested game in the fourth quarter. Maybe not as as close as the the girls' game in some senses, given that you know Carson would kind of trail by twelve and then cut it and then tr- fall back behind again. But uh, ultimately, Galena takes that one forty six forty four on a couple of free throws with six and a half seconds left to play that sealed the game. There, uh, Carson got a look, got a three pointer at the buzzer, just clanked off the rim, and sometimes that's, sometimes that's how it goes. Uh, you know, I kind of <laughs> this obviously isn't how math works, but. I do feel a little guilty that I've already seen one three-point buzzer beater this season, so I feel like probabilities-wise, the likelihood of me seeing a second wasn't very high. So I gotta apologize for the Senators if uh, you feel like I, I owe you a little, a little bit there, because yeah, I've already seen one, and to see two in one season would have been, would have been a lot. But yeah, forty-six, forty-four there. So the Senators bow out with a five and nineteen record, if I'm not mistaken there. Um, they will lose uh, a handful of seniors, though, and some some talent there, too. Uh, obviously, starting first and foremost with DiCarlo Quintana, who had 12 last night. It's pretty much been a double-double machine this season when he's been able to um, stay stay in the game. And, you know, Carson team that at one point was 5-5 five and five this year and just uh, struggled down the stretch. And um, for whatever reason, the home floor – you know, I obviously it depends on opponents here, but one and ten at home, three and seven on the road. So uh, something to keep keep an eye out there. But yeah, we'll lose to Carla Quintana. We'll lose Parker Story, Quentin Beck, Ethan Grant, and uh, Yaki Glenn as well. So they're going to be losing quite a bit of that, um, not only offensive but defensive production there. So next season will be will be a. I guess we'll see where where Carson lines up. I've had. Had a few people ask me if uh, they think they'll get realigned to Class 3A, but I'm not sure Class 3A is letting anybody in after uh, <laughs> the the way football went. So we'll see. Um, I could very well see them realigning similarly to the way football is now with a 5A Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. Um, but for those of you wondering what the basketball scene is going to look like next year, I have to kind of just wait and see at this point. I don't have any any great particular insight there um, other than that there's a couple ways it could go. And as we've all gotten to know with the NIAA, don't don't assume anything because just when you think they're going to figure it out, it's, it's not going to work like that. Um, Galena boys will go to Spanish Springs tonight for a 6.30 tip against the one seed there. Uh, for Douglas, the boys start tonight. They will play at home against number five, Damani Ranch. Uh, should be should be a pretty pretty solid game with the the winner playing at Spanish Springs Thursday, or excuse me, the winner of Spanish Springs Galena Thursday, um, which will be at the higher seed. So probably assuming Spanish Springs there, the girls will get another day off on the Douglas side at the three seed. The whole quarterfinals for the five A girls is Wednesday, so the Douglas girls will be back in action in Minden. Wednesday against number six, Reed. Uh, we'll see if any coaches get thrown out of that game. It's last time I saw Reed at Douglas uh, had an assistant coach ejected on a double technical four minutes into the game. So That's early. It's very early. Don't spike your hat. That's really my, my uh, advice there if anybody's looking for it. But... Yeah, should be should be interesting. Obviously, you get into these these playoff games, and you can kind of, to some extent, throw throw a record out the window. So, 
Um, a win Wednesday for Douglas would mean they will play Friday against the winner of Bishop Minogue and Damani Ranch. That game will be Friday, 6.30 at the higher seed, according to the NIAA website right now. Both regional finals will be Saturday. They are currently scheduled for Saturday evening. Um, a little unfortunate, but 4 p.m. for the girls at Spanish Springs. The boys will follow at 6.30. I guess there's so many things that have happened since Friday, but we could quickly touch on Douglas's senior night where they dominated with a 20-point win on the girls' side and then close to a 40-point win on the boys' side. Uh Two senior classes that have just been hugely impactful for for the state of Douglas High athletics, and I could sit here and you know go back and forth about the class that just left and this class and who deserves more credit, but it it's kind of a, a useless argument because they're both pretty remarkable as far as what these two teams have been able to accomplish over last year and this year. We'll see how this week goes, um, but I still don't think that would would take anything away. I'm sure they both teams want to make state, but even if even if that isn't the case, um, it's pretty remarkable what what these current iteration of seniors have done over the last two years um, with Douglas High basketball and a lot of them multi-sport athletes as well. So helping out in in other areas also. But that's gonna that's gonna do it for basketball talk for right now. Obviously, we'll have a lot more uh, next week once the regional tournament wraps up we'll see if we have uh anybody headed to state if if either one of those douglas teams make it you can pretty much loosely pencil it and now we will try to have at least one if not both coaches on the podcast next week that is a personal goal you can try to hold me to that as best as possible if uh if that does become the case switching to state wrestling had a couple of uh School first, I guess, given it was the first year of the all-girls regional tournament, anybody on the on the podium was was setting a historic mark. And that's exactly what Carson's Ella Olson did. She went 3-0 and won a state title at 152 pounds. From talking to her uh, Sunday morning or early afternoon um, after she had gotten back into town, sounds like her toughest match was her semifinal match against a wrestler from McQueen who they were well prepared for what they knew Ella was going to bring to the table. So Ella escaped there with a 1-0 decision. She admitted, so did uh, head coach Nick Redwine, that that was probably the toughest match she had in the state tournament. She went on to win by a 5-2 decision in the finals over uh, a girl from Clark down there. But uh, she said she could kind of feel it setting in in the third period, which is always a unique situation to be in, to mentally acknowledge you're about to do something pretty remarkable while also still trying to stay present and not let what that is slip away because uh, I've done that. Not I have not come close to winning a state title at all, but I know the feeling of thinking I'm going to win and then losing. <laughs> 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 so... Uh, Sounds like it was a pretty cool moment for that final final two minutes. Um, said she got to kind of pick her position for where she started for the third period, and uh, to that point, she kind of knew that was that was all she wrote. Said said a lot of the praise came from not only the Carson fans that stuck around, but really a lot of the north northern Nevada wrestling fans that were still still in attendance at at the Winnemucca Event Center this weekend. So, sounds like that was a, a really cool atmosphere for her, and of course. Her name will now go up on the wall in the uh, Carson Wrestling Wall of State Champs. And, uh, you know, Nick Redwine's got another one. The Carson High Wrestling Program continues to just pump out 
talented wrestlers year after year after year. Um, they may not have gotten the the results they wanted to on the on the boys side, but a lot of that has to do with how they did at regionals. And while regionals may have been a little disappointing, it kind of set the stage for state. Given that where you finish at regionals is your seed for state. So if you're the one from the north, you're taking on the four from the south, and or excuse me, if you're the six from the south because there's twelve. Um, so if you're the the three, it's the four and so on and so forth. So it sounds like some of those Carson boys wrestlers ran into some some tough draws there. I know a couple of them picked up a couple wins, um, but nobody else was able to place for the Senators. Douglas also had two place winners, two podium finishes as well. Uh, junior Aaron Tekanzik took th- fourth at 190 pounds. He won his first match over uh, an opponent from Slam uh, by 4-1 decision, which is always impressive because Slam is stock full of very, very impressive uh, wrestling talent. Uh, After falling in the quarterfinals to uh, an opponent from Shadow Ridge, Tekanzik responded with three wins in a row through the consolation. Uh, Two of those came by pin. Third was a 5-2 decision win over Daniel Lunday of Basic before he uh, fell in the third-place match by a 3-1 decision to Reed's Jonathan Eubanks. But still a solid uh, solid season for Tekanzik, who, upon talking with Jake Fair, was coming back from, from an injury after missing pretty much all of last year. So to come back after missing all of last year, tossing a COVID year not too far prior to that, and then as a junior finished fourth in the state, uh, says a lot about about the talent uh, Tekanzik has on the mat get to some other boys results in a second but would be remiss if i didn't go straight to their other fourth place finisher uh, freshman ella Kavanaugh at 100 pounds took fourth for douglas uh, lost in her quarterfinal match but then won her way through the consolation before having a forfeit in the third place match sounds like the most impressive part of her whole tournament was getting to that third place match from what I understand, she suffered a bit of a shoulder dislocation and was still able to tough it out and pin her opponent in order to make third place match. Um, but then they said once once the adrenaline wore off and things kind of settled in, they said that it was the it was the right decision for her to not wrestle in that that third place match. So fourth place finish for for Kavanaugh as a freshman. Uh, not only you you add in all that, toss in the fact that it is now the first girls placer at. Uh, NIAA Girls State Tournament in Douglas history. So congrats to her there. It's a name you're going to continue to hear for three years. So uh, get used to it. And remember, Kavanaugh, no you. Uh, no you in Kavanaugh. I made that mistake myself. So appreciate the correction. Bliss Moody went one and two in her state tournament, won a 14-13 wild decision in the quarterfinals to open things up before dropping her next two matches there. Uh, Back to the boys' side where Michael White had a pretty nice state tournament as well. He was able to bounce back from a first-round decision loss with uh, a bye, a win by DQ, and a win by fall in the consolations before uh, falling to a wrestler from McQueen in the consolation semifinals. So he was one win away from making that third-place match, as was... Senior Jackson Nixon at 175 pounds, uh, similar route, won his first round match before falling uh, to Braylon Tolls of Damani Ranch, who's seen a couple times. Nixon went on to pin his way through the 
constellation rounds before falling to uh, Daniel Serrano of Slam Nevada in that constellation semifinal just prior to the third place match. A couple other wrestlers with you know a single win out there. Cody Highfield got one over teammate Jacob Lewis at state. So all in all, a, a solid tournament for for Douglas for state, and you know they lose a couple of seniors, but still a young team kind of all throughout. And something that uh, head coach Jake Fair kind of continued to emphasize, and uh, we'll see how that that plays out moving forward here. But um, a good good season to wrap up on, and a good uh, wrestling season all around. Lots of lots of cool storylines to follow there, and hopefully you guys stay tuned to uh, the Nevada Peel and RegularCourier.com for. For that coverage there, looking around the region, I know Sierra Lutheran is in the regional playoffs in both the boys' and girls' side. The girls will have to travel for their first game, while the boys host Colville um, Wednesday at 6 p.m. The winner of that will play at Sierra Lutheran against number one Sage Ridge on Friday, a team we've uh, gotten a little familiar with when they played Carson not too long ago there. Otherwise, Jeff, any... Any crazy Super Bowl things happened for you over the weekend? Any? <laughs> I actually enjoyed the first half very much. Only the first half? I did not enjoy the third quarter. <laughs> uh, and it's, you, it has nothing to do with, with who was winning or what. I just The third quarter is why I don't like football. And then the fourth quarter kind of picked back up. And then the ending was bleh. Yeah. You know, I was, I was talking with Ian last night about what we'll just call it VAR. Because during the World Cup, we saw you see lots of VAR, and then last at the Super Bowl, they take forever. Yeah, and it's a long time. Yeah. And I realized that they're looking at all kinds of stuff, but and then they showed it in real time on the field. It's like you never catch that. There's no <laughs> way you can see that happen. And then they super slow mo it down, and then they it, it seemed a bit too much to me at times. You know. It was a hold, like as begrudgingly as it was, as it is for me to admit that. Because, look, I mean, I, I picked the Chiefs to win. I, frankly, bet on the Chiefs to win too. So I'm not mad that the Chiefs won. Um, it was great for the old bank account, but uh, it's it, it is just unfortunate to see a Super Bowl decided on that kind of play. Because the Chiefs probably still score there anyways. But the difference being the Eagles then have a minute and a half to go back down the field as opposed to eight seconds. And that's that's the biggest difference. So that's where the game kind of got decided, in all honesty. It was on a, a defensive holding call on a ball that, I mean, granted defensive holding has nothing to do with whether the ball is catchable, but on a ball that was not catchable. It was yeah. kind of thrown away, for lack of a better term there. So. Uh, great game, just yeah, kind of a yeah. kind of a dull ending. Um, but I'd never seen the fellow that slid at the one yard line. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd never mm-hmm. seen that in it's, football it's before. A new... I mean, obviously it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But when he did it, I'm like, well, that's well, it makes sense. Why are you doing that? It's definitely a newer school football approach. There's, I want to say, there's video of Saquon Barkley for the Giants. Mm. several years back trying to do that at the goal line and failing and he fell into and the, he fell into the end zone and everybody's like what are you doing <laughs> and that was kind of the start of at least when i first noticed it if uh if i remember that correctly but man well, what a what a weekend in in sports i'll just all in all yeah. anything in particular you're looking for this week now that uh i mean your carson ties are done so what what's what's the week what's a Week in the life of Jeff Mulvihill once sh- winter sports. Ends. Well, we should have baseball tryouts are coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be on the weekend. I noticed on uh, 
Instagram yesterday that the boys <laughs> the boys were shoveling the snow <laughs> off of the field and throwing it into the into the canal. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looked like a pretty muddy mess on the field. So I know they're trying to get it dried out because it's going to be wet. You know, it's funny. I saw a uh, soundbite from the new UNR Nevada baseball coach who says he wants to start scheduling home games in February. It's like, yeah, man, yeah, you, can, you can want to. <laughs> you can have all the want to in the world. Mother Nature doesn't care about want to. Unless you dome that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, it would be remiss if I didn't mention the signing of uh, Carson High senior soccer player Gracie Walt to the uh, College of Idaho. It is the the Coyotes, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. So um, all in all, I mean, four-year varsity player for, for Carson. I'm going to see under uh, her dad as head coach. But uh, really one of the most impressive players I think I've watched on the field in my time covering high school soccer. Just ability to fly around the field and get to get to balls and get into plays that most people have no business um, getting into. One uh, defensive player of the year this year, which we both have said it's pretty interesting for a midfielder, but uh, it was very good defensively. That is not a not a knock on her more than it is yeah. the, the criteria in which the award is given. Um, but she is probably going to continue to be very valuable um for them i mean i don't know i don't know how quickly that transition is i don't know what kind of talent they're working with off the top of my head but imagine she will not be along on the on the bench for no, I, I for, think she'd for be, collegiate she'd soccer pretty quickly yeah so otherwise that's going to do it for episode 64 of course thanks again to today's sponsor play it again sports the best place to go for all your new and gently used sporting equipment needs they are located at the Topsy Lane Shopping Center. Of course, you can find them online at www.playitagainsports.com. Thank you to producer Jeff Mulvihill, instaimage.com, and of course, nevadapeelrecordcourier.com, backslash news, backslash sports. I'm Carter Eckle, and it's going to do it. Take it easy. Take it easy.